Hello, and welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla, and I am your host. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and that's due to a few reasons, some being health-related and just kind of a really busy schedule right now. For those of you who don't know, I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid, and I've just been dealing with a major flare for a couple months now, and it really took on toll on me the last couple of weeks. I've been at a lot of doctor's appointments and just trying to get things straightened out, so it's been a lot, and I just needed a break. I also had a microphone issue. My microphone that I record with broke and I ordered a new one and it was constantly delayed. It took forever to get here and I just didn't have an in-between solution that I liked the sound of the audio for and I didn't want to just put out content for the sake of putting out content. I truly want it to just be the best content and sound good. So I just waited, got my microphone this week, and now we're finally able to record again. So if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out, it is the first couple weeks of spring. And I've seen a lot of content on social media of people being out at the pools and going on spring break. And I'm just getting so ready for spring. I'm having such a hard time because in Colorado, we always have these false springs where we'll get some nice days. And then we alternate between rain, snow, hail, cold weather, windy weather. It's just the worst. I honestly hate spring in Colorado, but I am in a spring-ish mood where I'm getting ready to kind of just use this time to clean up my house and get organized for the new season. And we're doing some major projects. I have some projects for work that we're doing. And then we also have some fun house projects that we're working on because I'm the type of person that once summer comes, I just want to chill and be outside and spend as much as my free time doing things I love and enjoying the warm weather and everything that it has to offer. I don't want to be inside working on cleaning projects or projects for the house necessarily. I just feel like I'm in that crazy in-between phase right now where I am just dying for summer to get here quickly and spring to hurry up because we are just the best versions of ourselves in summer. There's gardening stuff that's getting put out at Home Depot. There's planting stuff. And I'm just so excited to get to the point where it's warm enough that we can start doing that and then just taking care of our garden all summer. I just feel like Sean and I thrive in the summer. We are the best versions of ourselves. And it's really hard right now because I feel like winter depression is full force right now and it has definitely hit us hard the last couple of weeks. Just so cold here. We'll have random snowstorms and we're just stuck inside. So I'm trying to focus on the positive. I'm trying to focus on getting some projects done and getting into that new spring, kind of the leaf turning phase. But it's been challenging, especially watching everyone go on vacations and be in like the warm weather. I am just craving it. But I wanted to talk today about healthy spring habits and preparing for summer, some things that I'm doing and some things that I'm focusing on as we're getting closer to the summer months and just trying to use this time as a new beginning and focusing on building healthy habits. So let's jump into today's episode. We're going to talk about the workout of the week, the tip of the week, and the word of the week. For the workout of the week, I want to provide you with an actual workout this week. I feel like I'm always naming off some workouts that I did that I loved and not actually giving you the full workout. So I wanted to provide you with one that I have been doing and I'm kind of doing like a 30 to 60 day app challenge right now. I'm not really sure how long I'm going to do it for, but I'm trying to be really consistent in building strength back up in my core. I've not really focused on my core workouts the last couple of months, maybe years. I kind of just like sprinkle it in in my training. It's not been like a major thing that I've been focusing on, but I really want to get better about training my core more consistently 
And one of the workouts that I've been doing that I pretty much do four to five days a week, if not, if I can every single day, but I haven't been doing them on the weekends. It is four rounds for one minute each with 10 seconds of rest in between. The first one is planks. The second one is forearm planks. The third is plank twists. Fourth is Russian twists. Fifth is dead bugs. And sixth is heel marches. And I've also been adding in some vacuuming. If you don't know what that is, it's basically where you exhale all of the air out of you and then you try and suction and vacuum your stomach in and it's supposed to help train the deep core muscles. So I've been doing that every single day and we'll kind of see. I haven't been doing it that long, but I kind of want to do this up until summer and if I love it, I'll kind of sprinkle it in on a regular basis. For the tip of the week, if you're on my side of TikTok, you've probably seen the lucky girl trend going around. If you're not, I'm kind of shocked you're listening to today's podcast but I'm glad you found me. So if you don't know what the lucky girl trend is, it's basically accepting everything that is meant to be yours and claiming it as fate for you. And basically just welcoming everything that you want into your life and saying and claiming that it's yours, that everything is supposed to work out in your favor and everything that is meant to be yours will be yours. So it's just kind of like a mindset shift in my opinion. I think that people take it to the extreme where they say that you can visualize having millions of dollars and claim it and make it yours. But what I realistically think it is, is shifting your mindset into believing that you can do whatever you want. You can have whatever you want and everything that is meant to be yours will eventually be yours. It's just a matter of time and accepting where you are in the present. So I love the the thinking behind it and I love the idea behind it. I think it's just a matter of kind of using it in a positive realm versus just saying everything will be yours. Everything in the universe is meant to work out and you can have everything without hard work. I'm a big believer that you have to work hard for everything that you want in life, but it is a mindset thing. You have to have a good and healthy mindset about what you're going to achieve. And I think this helps you with a good mindset in claiming that good things will happen to you and just accepting where you are in the present. I think both are very positive. So that is my tip of the week, kind of having a positive outlook on every situation, regardless of what you're going through and trying to shift your perspective into accepting and honoring the present, but also visualizing what you want for the future. Now, my word of the week is more of a phrase of the week, and that is just a reminder to keep going. Keep pushing for everything that you want. Keep going when it's hard. Understand that everything is going to have its challenges. Nothing comes easy. Everything, even the good stuff, is going to be challenging, and it's going to require you to make sure that you're pushing through even in the hard times. I think everything that I look at that has been good in my life has had moments that have been extremely challenging. And if I'd given up, I would have missed out on some of the things that I do have and some of the good things that came from it. But you just have to remember that everyone has their own shit and you honestly have to keep believing in yourself and to continue to show up for yourself, especially when it's challenging. When it's challenging and you don't show up for yourself, that's when you're letting yourself down. But like on the easy days, anyone can show up to those. On the hard days, Make sure that you're showing up for yourself and you are pushing yourself, especially when they're challenging. Spring is literally the season of being reborn. Everything is budding and coming back to life. So think of this season as the same for you. You have every opportunity to continue to become the best version of yourself, but keep pushing through. For example, I'm pushing through spring to get to summer. I know that at the end of spring, summer is coming and I'm going to feel more like myself. This is just a season of growth and focusing on a lot of things that have been challenging and really trying to push through those moments. 
Like I said, I've been focusing a lot on my health lately, and I think that's one of the hardest things to work through if you've ever had any sort of health problems. It's really challenging mentally and physically, and it's hard, I guess, not recognizing yourself because you know yourself on your best days, and when you're dealing with health problems, it really brings up a feeling of just being the worst version of yourself. And you don't really know what's next. You don't know how your body's going to respond. You don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know when you're going to start feeling yourself again. So that's something that I really have struggled with, but I'm also just a fan of all things health and wellness. I always prefer to do things the natural way, and I have been loving some of the wellness trends that I've been seeing and a few things that I want to try. So I wanted to mention some of the things that I've been looking at doing and some things that I've seen trending that I think are just Great ways to get into the spring and starting to feel more like yourself, focusing on your health, and kind of just welcoming in some new energy. So here are some of the things that I'm seeing for spring wellness trends that I'm loving, and I've kind of been seeing a few of these for a while. Some of these I've been doing and some of them I have not tried yet, so I'll run through the list and then we'll kind of talk about them. First is lymphatic drainage massages, acupuncture, red light therapy, self-care skin night routines, ice rolling, and brain mapping and brain therapy. So for the lymphatic full body massages, I haven't tried this yet. I've tried lymphatic drainage massages for like my face or like dry brushing. So I've done like the very bare minimum, but I've not done the full body massages. And I've been seeing this for a really long time on social media. I want to say over a year, just like where you see like the wooden spoons and people go in and they get like a full body massage. And if you don't know what your lymphatic system is, it's basically the cleansing system of your body. So you have um, lymph nodes all throughout your body. And these basically are areas that are going to help drain and cleanse your body. So when you get clogged up or you start to notice you're more puffy, you're not properly draining and you're not properly cleansing. So your body's holding on to a lot of water and a lot of toxins, and you're basically going to see bloating and puffiness from this. And I've seen people rave about doing full body lymphatic massages and feeling much less puffy, much less bloated. And there's also benefits in anti-aging in it because you're helping with the collagen production through the massage. You're helping by getting the toxins out of your system so they're not coming through to your skin and they're not coming to the surface. And what's cool about this is there's ways to do it at home. I'm fascinated about going in to get this type of specific massage. I haven't done it yet, but this is on my list to do. Um, But there's also a lot of research out there. So you can do research around this and kind of see if this is something that intrigues you or not. I find it extremely fascinating. Um, And like I said, I've been doing it for years. I do the gua sha, I do face massages, I do neck massages and making sure that I focus on like the drainage of my lymph nodes in my neck. Um, But also doing like the dry brushing is full body, but I would love to be doing it deeper. And I kind of want to just test it out and see if I see any similar results that other people are loving. Now I've done acupuncture for years and it has been very beneficial for my Hashimoto's and anxiety. And I've used it in the past when I had really chronic headaches and it helped with it drastically. I did it for about a year, once a week consistently. I had insane neck pain and insane headaches that were consistent. And it was the only thing that ever cured it for me. I very rarely deal with it. I do it on like high stress occurrences But for the most part, it was like the only thing that worked for me. So I am a big believer in acupuncture. 
Now, Chinese medicine is so intriguing to me. I think it is such a fascinating topic. I am big on Chinese medicine, herbs, and Ayurveda. And this is where I get really nerdy when it comes to health and wellness. I'm absolutely obsessed with these different forms of medicine and healing. And like I said, I really prefer to go about it the natural way and healing it at the source versus healing or masking some of the symptoms. So for example, traditional Chinese medicine is a various psychological or physical approach to health and wellness. It focuses on things such as acupuncture, tai chi, and herbs. And it's a form of healing what is causing your symptoms, not healing or masking these symptoms. So I personally have loved and seen great success from acupuncture and I've done some herbal treatments with my acupuncturist for different things that I've dealt with and I've seen some great success with that. And honestly, it's one of my favorite forms of recovery. I have seen almost instant relief when it comes to doing acupuncture for muscle tenseness or muscle relief. If I have an injury and I go to acupuncture, I almost notice the pain subsides pretty quickly after I do an acupuncture appointment. If I have back pain, which I've struggled with for a couple of years, or if I have like tightness in my hips and we focus on releasing some of the tension and the energy that is focused in those areas, I see great success from that pretty instantly instantaneously. And the main thing that you'll see from acupuncture is the goal is to focus on the meridians, which are energy points throughout your body and helping your body not trap so much energy in certain places, which causes imbalances. So then you'll do acupuncture to help get a free flow of energy throughout your body, help the energy to return to where it needs to be and not be so stagnant. Now I'm a little bit newer to Ayurveda, but I've just been studying it for a while because I find it fascinating. It's basically an alternative medicine that focuses on the balance between the mind, body, and the spirit. And it has a holistic approach to medicine. The primary belief is that disease is caused by an imbalance or stress in a person's consciousness and that you basically need to fix the imbalance in order to heal from the disease. Again, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I'm still learning a lot around it, but again, there are things like dietary changes, herbal medicines, acupuncture, massage, and meditation that are all a form of Ayurveda. So it's a form of self-healing and focusing on healing imbalances. The one thing I will say about acupuncture that I feel like is a big misconception is a lot of people ask me if it hurts. And for me personally, it doesn't hurt unless I have like a very tight muscle or if I'm carrying a lot of strong energy in a certain place. But for a majority of the time, I wouldn't say that it hurts. If anything, you feel like a pinch right when they put the needle in and then a release. And if you haven't tried acupuncture, it's a really interesting experience. Something that I personally struggle with is the time that I have to sit still. That's when I feel like my anxiety revs up, but that is something that I'm working on and trying to meditate through. I used to kind of just sit there with my eyes open and I would find myself getting really anxious towards the end of like the last 20 minutes and being ready for it to be over. But now I kind of try and sit through my thoughts and focus on meditating through it and visualizing. And it's been very beneficial in that way. But that's the hardest part for me in acupuncture. I don't think it's painful. I rarely have any kind of pain through the experience other than just anxiety-based. Red light therapy is another form of wellness that I've kind of been paying attention to. I've done a little bit of red light therapy. I used to do it a lot for my hair when I was dealing with hair loss from Hashimoto's. 
a lot of the time, but I'm really fascinated with like the skin aspect of red light therapy. I haven't found a red light that I love yet. So if you have any recommendations, I'd love to hear about them, but there is a lot of benefits that have been proven through red light therapy, such as healing of the skin, anti-aging benefits, growth and cell repair. So that is something that I want to start getting into on a regular basis. The whole goal of it is to help decrease inflammation and promote blood flow, and it's a certain light of energy that is supposed to help bring oxygen and nutrients to the cells, and different waves and colors of light are supposed to bring different benefits and healing, and red light is the one that brings help with decreasing inflammation and promoting blood flow, and I'm very fascinated by that as well. So that's something that I want to find a good red light and get into doing that more, even for skin, hair, and just overall wellness. I've seen some influencers just sitting in a red light room. I know that's really expensive, but there are some at-home kits. You can go to a clinic like a dermatologist and you can get it done. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Again, I'm just looking for one that is affordable and I can do at home and actually works. I know there's some on the market that are red light, but they technically don't have the right wavelength. So they aren't really doing anything. So you have to make sure you have like a medical grade red light. But yeah, if you have one that you love, I would love to hear what you're using and why you love it. You can find my information in the show notes or just DM me on Instagram. Um, And we might just test some of these out. I don't really know. I just think that they're fascinating. The other one is self-care nights. I have been doing these for a while, especially on the weekends and specifically around skincare. Again, I'm getting into my 30s, so skincare is really important to me and I'm trying to be as preventative as possible. I'm very minimal when it comes to my skincare. I've been doing the same skincare routine for years and it's just what's worked for me. And I've noticed that the less products I use, the better my skin is. I have gone through phases where I've tried out a bunch of different products. I've done a ton of layering of products on my face and my skin has never been as healthy as it is when I'm just using minimal products and minimal high quality products. I see a lot of trends on social media where people are layering like 17 different serums on their faces and then primers and one that just looks expensive. But two, I don't think that it's as beneficial as getting high quality products and having them soak into your skin. I have a few really high quality favorites. IS Clinical is my favorite face soap. I post about it a lot. There's a few by Coco and Kind that I've been loving as well that are just really nutrient dense and nourishing to the skin. They're also very clean products. IS Clinical is a medical grade product. And then Coco Kind, I know, is animal cruelty free and it's made with organic ingredients and it's really high quality skincare and minimal ingredients. I also am really big on using sunscreen. I went through a phase in high school where I didn't wear sunscreen ever and I played soccer. So you can imagine how damaged my skin was going into college. And my first dermatologist experience, I remember doing like a scan and then showing me all of the sun damage I had to my face. So since that day, I have worn sunscreen religiously every single day, even when it's cloudy, I always have sunscreen on. My favorite is by Elta MD, and I also love their moisturizer, but really finding high quality products that you love and giving yourself some self-care time. I use my skincare time to just be at peace and focus on getting one nutrients into my skin, but like little light face massages, things that are relaxing and getting ready for the night. So Sunday night is the night that I do that. And I found it to be very relaxing and a great way to go into the week. Some other things that I've been researching is around collagen production. And there's a few podcasts out there that I'll list in the show notes 
that talk about how there is collagen production in your skin. You can't necessarily take collagen and have benefits of collagen production or increase in collagen production, but that gua sha is a form of collagen production and that the massage helps increase the collagen production in your skin, which is helping with elasticity. That is something that I do a lot. I gua sha every single night with the Primally Pure it's plumping serum. That's the one that I use. I wash it every single night with a primally pure plumping serum. I'm obsessed with it. I use it every single night. I tell Sean that it's when I like to become a seal and that I feel the most confident. Do you, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I think that there's so many people that talk about how they feel the most confident when they're layered in makeup and they're like, I'm all done up. I feel so confident. I am the most confident when I am oiled up and I look like a wet seal. <laughs> I have so much oil on my face and I'm just like, I feel beautiful. I feel like my skin is moisturized. I feel clean. I feel comfortable. That's, I don't know. That's my personal take on it. Sean tells me that I just look like a seal, but it is the best oil that I've ever used or serum that I've ever used on my skin. I think it has so many benefits and the ingredients are so clean and natural. I personally love it. And it's a great gua sha oil. I'll put the link to the oil in the show notes and also my discount code if you want to try it out. But focusing on my skincare has just been very relaxing and it's a great way to make sure that I'm getting the benefits of taking care of my skin, but also focusing on just kind of relaxing and getting wound down for the night. Ice rolling really plays into this. This is something that I do in the morning just to help with decreasing of puffiness. And it's just such a relaxing feeling first thing in the morning. It kind of wakes me up and it makes me feel better. Something that I started adding in and there's a lot of benefits to it as well for your skin. Now, lastly, brain mapping. This is something that I have not tried yet, but I was actually on a consult the other day for a health appointment with a doctor that does brain mapping and therapy. And it is truly fascinating. If you don't know what brain mapping is, it's basically understanding how your brain is functioning and why it's releasing certain signals as well as when it's releasing them. And then you can go through brain therapy, which is basically helping redirect the signals and change the patterns in which they release. One of the doctors was explaining it to me that you'll have like dopamine hits at certain times and it can affect you having depression or anxiety. And it's a process of remapping your brain to release those signals and helping with your anxiety, helping with your depression, helping with general thoughts. So it's really interesting to me how the science behind it works. It's non-invasive and it's basically a process of using EEG electrical impulses to monitor the brain and help remap the brain. If you don't know what it is or you've never even heard about it, you should look it up. It's fascinating. And I know a few people who've actually gone through it and they loved the results that they saw from it. They said it drastically decreased some of the anxiety they were dealing with and some of the depression they were dealing with. And I've honestly, (laughs) this just feels like a trend that I've been getting into lately. There's a lot of stuff going around about brain health. And I've been finding some like psychiatrists and doctors and specialists on Instagram that talk a lot about brain health. And Sean will tell you, it's like all I send him. I just find it absolutely fascinating how the brain works and paying attention to that as you age. I feel like it's an area that in the past has been really neglected and people don't talk a lot about, but there's a few doctors that are on Instagram that share a lot of stuff about it. Like Andrew Huberman, I think it's fascinating and there's so much research behind it. You just have to go dive into it yourself if that interests you, because it is a really cool topic. Those are all the health and wellness trends that I've been seeing and loving and ones that I'm going to be personally trying in the next couple of months. One that I was thinking through as I was talking is meditation, and I didn't list that off in the beginning. And I think that one, everyone is talking about meditation on social media, but two, I think that there is 
a lot of benefit from meditation. I have some friends who've personally started meditating and they say their lives have drastically changed in the last year. And I've seen some of the improvements in them as well. They have a better visualization of goals. They have better energy. They have a better outlook and positive self-talk with themselves. And meditation is something that I've been trying to do on a more consistent basis. I think that you have to find your own version of meditation though. I think that you can be put into a box when you research meditation or you listen to other people talk about it and you kind of need to figure out a way that works for you. I struggled with it, one, doing it on my own and just trying to sit with myself in silence. It just doesn't work for my brain. I am very high anxiety. I have a lot of thoughts running through my head and I know that's like a part of meditation is trying to calm those and be still with your thoughts and be still with yourself but I really struggle with it and I find it very painful sometimes. So I started to change the method or the way that I used to do it. One, if I have an an app walk me through it, it's much easier. But two, instead of just sitting in silence, I started to visualize what I wanted out of life. And I heard somebody mention this a couple of months ago that for them, they use meditation to visualize and be very specific about what their dream life looks like and act as though they're living it. So they spend their morning visualizing their morning, their afternoon, their dream house, the meals that they're eating, the tasks that they're doing throughout the day, their job, the dream city, and they sit up and think about it vividly for 40 minutes. Now, 40 minutes is a long time for me. I usually do 15 to 20 minutes, but they will sit and just visualize the whole entire day down to a T, all the details, making sure that it's just ingrained in your head. And then they use that as their motivation to inspire their day. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do meditation. I think that if you just say the word meditation, people just instantly think of you sitting on a pillow and being still and not thinking about anything. So I wanted to just bring that up because that changed it for me drastically once I started doing it in a way that worked for me and visualizing the goals that I wanted to achieve versus just sitting still and sitting in basically my anxiety. So try and find a way that works for you and maybe start adding it in at little moments throughout the day and just getting better at it. It's something you have to train. It's just like going to the gym. You have to train your brain and you have to train your thoughts. They don't just get better on their own without training them every single day. Now for the last part of the podcast, I wanted to run through some healthy summer and spring habits. These are things that I get asked all the time on social media. So I love running through just daily habits that I incorporate and habits that just help you build a healthy structure to your routine and be successful. If you actually follow me on social media, you saw this one coming, a morning routine. You know I am a morning person. I just love the mornings and the spring and the summer especially. I I just crave them right now. I'm so excited for spring and summer mornings. The mornings are longer, they're warmer, the sun rises. Sean and I love to have a morning routine done by seven, including our workouts, meditation, and just like a quick cleanup like of dishes and the kitchen. So then in the summer months, we can sit outside and start our day with like a coffee by the fire in the backyard and just kind of start a day by talking and planning. It's something I'm craving right now and I cannot wait to start doing every single day, Um, especially since we started living in our house over a year ago and we spent a whole summer here. It is like ingrained in my head all year long that I can't wait to get back to those moments. It just starts my day off better. And if I have a strong morning routine where I get my workout in, I get my most important items off my to-do list right away, my day is so much more productive and my evenings are way more relaxing, which is really important to me. So my typical morning routine usually looks like waking up around 5 a.m., anywhere between 5 and 5.30, getting to the gym around 5.45, hopefully before 6.00. 
And then when we get home, do some meditation or quick reading. And then in the summer, we like to have coffee outside. Right now, it's getting coffee inside after we shower and get ready for the day. And then in the summer, we like to walk Aspen and get that out of the way. One, because it gets too hot. But two, I just like getting all of my movement in first thing. It helps me to get it off my mind and not feel like I have something that I have to do later in the day. Personally, for me, that just gives me anxiety. So I like to check those things off and know that I can kind of trickle through my to-do list the rest of the day. Next, this is still kind of part of part one, is just walking and getting steps, especially in the summer months. Because it's warmer, it's so much easier to get in 10,000 steps a day. I have been working on this a lot as like a low impact movement. If I have to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill, it's a chore getting me to go there, especially in the middle of the day. But in the summer, it's just like, I want to go on another walk. I can do three or four walks a day just to kind of clear my head, but it's so important to get your steps in. And I think that if you're not consistently getting your steps in spring and summer is a great way to start building a healthy habit because it's much easier to be walking during those times versus when it's cold and you don't want to go outside and trying to build a 10,000 step habit, like that's mentally taxing as well. But if you're able to go for a 15 minute walk every two to three hours, you're going to hit your step goal for the day. And it's really easy to start getting that in, in the summer months. So if you want to hit that step goal, I highly recommend you start working on it as it gets warmer. And then by winter, it's kind of just a habit. And walking is a great form of low impact cardio you basically have two sets of calories that you're burning with your body naturally. Your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, this is basically just the amount of calories your body's going to burn on its own. And then your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, this is the additional amount of calories your body burns through activity like walking, chores, just daily things you do throughout the day, and your workouts. So if you're walking a lot throughout the day, you're increasing your TDEE, which means that your body's burning more calories. So remember that when you're thinking about, oh, I'm not doing that much with walking. Walking is a great form of cardio and you don't have to be sprinting and doing high intensity all of the time, especially as a woman, you don't want to be doing that for your hormones. So adding some steps in, getting your cardio in through walking is a great way to get cardio in daily. The third habit is reading. I love reading in the spring and the summer, just laying out in the sun and reading a good book. I go through so many books in the summer. It's really easy for me to finish a book in a day or over the weekend. I have a reading list going right now, which I can share definitely if you're interested, but I love mixing it up between educational self-help books and fiction and romance novels. I honestly am such a sucker for those fiction and romance novels, especially anything by Colleen Hoover, like everyone else in the world. But I honestly think it's very naive of us to not be reading and educating ourselves on a daily basis. The fiction and romance novels are things that I personally enjoy and they're just like pleasure for me. So that's just like my me time. But the self-help books and the educational books are ways for me to feel more educated and knowledgeable around certain topics, things that are important to me, but also things that I just think are important for people to know. I notice that the people that I talk to and have the most in-depth conversations with or when I'm feeling like I am the most educated or when I'm feeling like my brain is working its best is when I'm doing a lot of research or I'm reading a lot on a consistent basis. I just think it's really naive to think that you have all of the answers without doing outside education and reading is a great way to be learning from other sources, learning different opinions, different perspectives. And it's really the only way I think that you grow. I I mean, obviously there's podcasts and alternatives. Like if that works better for you than reading, like by, by all means, 
I personally just find that when I'm reading, my brain is working better and that I'm clearer. And I'm also just gaining a lot of insight and perspective from other people. And when I think back to the mornings where I start my day off reading, I'm much more productive. I have like a clearer mindset and I'm taking in like thoughts from other people and perspectives of other people. And sometimes applying that to my life just based on what I gained from reading. Um, And I think that when I'm reading, I am definitely more productive and a better version of myself. So it's a habit that I've definitely tried to incorporate in my daily life more often. And one that I noticed that when I incorporate in the summer, because that's just when I prefer to read, I feel like a better version of myself. So that's a daily habit that I think that a lot of people could benefit from by adding into the routine. Again, if you're a podcast person, like that's okay. Start your day by a podcast or listen to more podcasts. But for me personally, that's reading and just getting outside and enjoying a good book. Next is spring cleaning. I do this a lot starting in January, but once a month I like to pick a big task or a space to deep clean so it isn't so overwhelming when spring comes around but I love having a clean house when you go into summer and I really like having areas deep cleaned, you know, like those areas like closets or baseboards, things that you don't think about cleaning on a weekly basis. I love having that clean by summertime. So that way it feels more manageable and I can just keep the upkeep up throughout the year. And then I don't have a big task that I'm looking at in the summer months where I'm like, I don't want to go inside and clean the baseboards. I want to be outside gardening. So I did my closet in January and then I cleaned out the baseboards in February. I cleaned out bigger spaces and did some projects in March. And then the rest of the spring, I'm planning on just getting some decluttering done. So I want to go through my closets and get rid of some clothes. I want to get rid of just like junk we've had for over a year that we haven't touched. I do this every year where I just go through and I'm like, if I haven't touched it, it's gone. Like I'm getting rid of it. But I love getting spring cleaning done, but I don't like doing it in a weekend. I like doing a big project or two once a month. And I truly believe that your brain is a reflection of what the outside of your life looks like. So if your house is cluttered, if your life is cluttered, then I feel like your brain feels that way. If I don't clean my house before I work for the day, especially because I work from home, I feel cluttered, I feel disorganized, I feel overwhelmed, and I feel like my task list is never ending. But if my space is clean, I feel like my headspace is clean. So I really like to make sure that the inside of my house is nice and cleaned up so that I don't have to spend my time in the summer months inside. I can spend it doing whatever I want to do. Which let me tell you, having a patio and going to patios and having a skinny margarita is one of my favorite all-time summer activities. So I don't want to have anything hindering that. The last thing is to eat seasonally. This is a habit I like to focus on all of the time, but in the summer, it's pretty easy to eat seasonally because pretty much everything is in season. But when you're eating seasonally, your food is fresher, it's tastier, and it's more nutritious because it has more nutrients in the food. Even though we like to eat strawberries year-round, it doesn't mean that they are the best nutrition profile in the winter. If you notice, food that's not seasonal is usually more expensive in the wintertime. Like if you think about buying strawberries in January and February, they're like $9, but in summer, they're like $4. And it's because they're seasonal in the summer and the nutrition is just more potent because they're not getting shipped as far and they're going to be 
fresher. So that means that the nutrients are going to be fresher. So eating seasonally in the summer is one easier to do, but just kind of expanding our dinners and our dishes is something that we like to do. Having lots of vegetables, grilling lots of vegetables, having a lot of fresh fruit, and really making sure that we're eating foods that are in season. And there's nothing that excites me more than having my own garden that I get to go out to in the summer and go pick some fresh zucchini and tomatoes and make a salad with it or grill some fresh vegetables. I think it is on my goal for the next 10 years to have a full on garden. Like I want to be growing pretty much any vegetable that you can think of. And one day I would love to have a farm where we can honestly grow everything. I just think that would be so fun. That's my personal thing at least, but eating seasonally is definitely really important. And you'll notice a difference in the taste of your foods as well. When you do start focusing on seasonal foods, everything that I mentioned in the podcast is listed down below in the show notes. I have it listed out as a link or through the like to know it or Amazon storefront. If you're interested in applying for one-on-one coaching, I have opened up a few spots for April. With everyone getting ready for summer, I wanted to make sure that I had enough spots available for anyone interested in applying for coaching. So the application is in the show notes and you can apply there and I will be reaching out to you. I also have a summer shredding program coming to my fitness app. There's a free week for you to try out on me and then it is $14.99 a month. So a little bit more of an affordable option. It is a gym-based program, but let me know if you have any questions. You can DM me on Instagram and I'll be sharing more details over there. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.